It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Jay here for Stratford Paddock. That's Joe Smith. This is the Paddock Podcast. Yes, we're back. We've got loads to get through, haven't we, Joseph? Yeah, tons. We've Too got much. we've got to talk about potential incoming midfielders, mm. and are some of the midfielders we've already got gonna stay? Mm-hmm. We can also touch as well on a couple of players that could be well are gonna be heading out the exit door. Yeah. I think we didn't mention that before, but we can do. Yes. Um, Pochettino's got a Chelsea. We'll get into that because at one point it looked like he was gonna be United's next manager. Yep. So we'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, we'll also talk about the usual stuff, Wally of the Week. Bit of Paul Abiel Pogba news as well. We'll just talk about that. I know he's not a United player anymore, but we'll get into that. But the main story, the main topic mm. is going to be about Arsenal United. This debate is is doing the rounds of, you know, have Arsenal bottled it? Is that harsh? Have we had a better season than Arsenal? And obviously, we want to hear what you guys think. So get involved in the chat in the comments and let us know your opinion on all that. Right. Let's start with, we'll, we'll get into who's had a better season in a minute. Let's start with Arsenal bottling the league. Yeah. Because that is a term that seems to upset a lot of the Arsenal fans, the, the idea that they bottled it. Now, I think they have broke some records this season. I think the, the first team that have been seven points clear at the top of the table mm-hmm. by Christmas or whatever it was, and not won the title. Because they're not going to win the title, are they? Let's just no. put that out there straight That's away. Sorted. Yeah. So there's that. I yeah. think they've 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 been top for something like ninety odd percent of the, the the calendar or whatever ninety yeah. percent of the, the the time of the league uh, the season sorry get my words out so I think and then to not win it is another record mm-hmm. so they're doing well on that front now to play devil's advocate some people would say yes that is shambolic awful but no one no one not even Ty from Arsenal fan TV expected Arsenal to win the league this season. So have they overachieved in that respect? Or do you look at it and go, nine points from the last possible 21, mm-hmm. being 2-0 up against the Scousers, 2-0 <laughs> up against West Ham, yep. drawing those games, drawing at home to Southampton, losing at home to Brighton convincingly, mm-hmm. they have bowled it. Where do you stand on it, of my friend? Of course they've bowled it. Of course they have. You don't, start, you don't decide whether someone's bottled it by what the expectation was at the start of the season. That doesn't just stay 
the expectation no matter what until the end of the year, that's ridiculous. If United don't finish top four this season, we will have bottled it, yeah. despite the fact that a lot of people thought we wouldn't finish there at the start of the season yeah. because no one predicted what Chelsea would be. No one knew what Liverpool would do. People thought Tottenham would be better than they are. Yeah. People thought United could have a decent season and finish fifth. I said, I mean, you were discuss, discussing yeah. it and I said, there's a, there is a scenario where United have a good season and finish sixth again. Yeah, <laughs> like, but that hasn't worked out like that because we've been better than we thought and Liverpool and Tottenham and Chelsea have been worse than we thought. But United are now in a position in fourth where if we don't finish top four, I will consider us having bottled it. And Arsenal fans have to do the same. Yeah. Just because you didn't think you'd be top, if you are top, what was it, what were they, eight points clear, no, sit at a game in hand, with yeah. eight games to go, and you don't win the league. And not only did you not win the league, they've now, I think, we're looking at the minute, they're four points behind, and City have got a game in hand. They're, they're already miles behind. <laughs> eight, five games ago, you were eight points clear. Now, when everything gets ironed out, you will be eight points behind, uh, sorry, seven points behind. That is shit. Yeah. That is bottling it. You don't just get to keep the same expectations week in, week out, no matter what else happens in the world. Yeah. Expectations change, and therefore, what happens at the end of the season? Obviously, if you'd have said, well, Arsenal finished second, and they got they were third all season, and they finished second last week of the season, you'd say, decent, good stuff. They've overachieved, if anything. Well, yeah, they've had a, good, they've had a, a better year than we thought, but six games ago, they should have won the league. They were in a position to win the league and they've bottled it. They, of course they've bottled it. You There's can't no other way to look at ignore it. ignore context, can you? Of course you because, can't. Like, on, like, here's an example. A two-all draw at Anfield is not a bad result. Right? If you were lucky and you didn't know anything about it and you went, yeah. a draw at Anfield is a decent point. Yes. When you're 2-0 up, it ain't a good result. No. It's not. Two-all two, uh, two draw at West Ham. And also, didn't Salah miss a penalty in that game? Um, I can't. Yeah, we did. Yeah, we did. So, not only have you two 0 up, you basically got a free goal because yeah. Salah's like yeah. they've had every chance to win that game. Hundred percent, and you've still conceded two. And then off the back of it, again, two all draw away at West Ham. It's not the end of the world. It's not a great result, but it's not a terrible one. But you were two 0 up, and Saka missed the penalty for you. Yeah. So I think they were. I can't remember. I mean, it might have been two one when he missed the penalty, but mm. they 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 should have won that game. Then you go to Southampton at home. Southampton, who are the only team in the Premier League who are already relegated. Yeah. yeah. They have been awful this season. Terrible. Now, people go, oh, Jay, Southampton drew us. Yeah, but we weren't in a title race. We're not going for the title. So, you know, Southampton picking up points against us has got nothing to do with this. No. South, um, Arsenal were, what, 2-0 down after 15 minutes, whatever it was. That's shocking. Yeah. Like, that's also, not a good result. To me, the definition of bottling it isn't just you could have done something and you didn't. That, that, isn't, that doesn't mean you've bottled it. And this term bottling it is very much like a, a modern sort of Twitter term almost, isn't it? It's, it's, it's only really crept in in the last sort of decade. You never heard anyone say bottling it in the 2000s, really. Like you may, maybe here or there, but it's like the go-to term Do you remember, now, do you know it? what it reminds me of? <laughs> I don't know if you're a bit young to remember Gary Cook. Gary Cook used to be the CEO at Sir, yeah. and he was insane. Like he, he was just coming out with outrageous statements, off his head, and when they tried to buy um, Kaka off yeah. Milan, and mm -hmm. Milan wouldn't sell him him, I remember him saying Milan bottled it. Yeah. 
Bond, like, what? Yeah, which is which was relatively un- unusual. Yeah, it was an un- unusual say for a CEO to be saying yeah. about another club who refused to sell him their best player. They that. bottled it. Yeah, like they what are you it. on about? They could have had like, this great thing where they yeah. lost their best player instead. They yeah, bottled it. They bottled it. It's like and makes no sense. But bottling it doesn't just mean you could have done better than you did. We we right. Okay, prime example. I'll give you an example when United bottled it. So I'm not going to be completely biased. 2012, eight points in April. Yeah. we threw it away. Bottled it. We did. You did. That loss at Wigan and the draw it on to um, Everton. Everton and then go to the Etihad and not turning up. Yeah. That's throwing it away. Yes. That is. Forget all the Aguero nonsense. We threw that away. We bottled it. We did. Yeah, and we I, did. I remember it well. Do you know what I mean? I lived through it. Yeah. So there's no denying that. But, for instance, losing to Barcelona in the Champions League final isn't bottling no. it. You, if you're just... not as good as the team you're facing, yeah. there's nothing you can do about that. No. But if you're 2-0 up against the team, 2-0 up against another team, yeah. playing bottom of the league, and you don't win any of those games, yeah. and then you get turned over by a team that are below you in the league as well, when you look like you're trying to rally round, because they did get a couple of good results. Chelsea at home, all right, you should be beating Chelsea. Newcastle away, a very big, very good result. But then they've just flattered to the seas. And I got a lot of stick a few months ago. I said about Arsenal, I said they were overhyping themselves, the Arsenal fans and the way the players were carrying on. I thought there was big cracks in this squad. Yeah. And you know, we we clipped it up and a lot of I had a lot of Arsenal fans in my mentions saying, Oh, what are United doing in the league? Well there's oh you'd love to have all these players at United and I was like, Well no, I wouldn't. I'd have Onegaard all day long. Well, yeah. I don't look at Arsenal squad and go, That is amazing. No. And I think that yes, compared to where they were meant to be at the beginning of the season, they have overachieved. But in the context of what they've done over the last seven games, yeah, they've thrown points away. They've yeah. thrown it away. So after that, they, they had that rough spell where they lost to Everton, drew with Brentford, lost to City. And then they stabilised, beat Villa, beat Leicester, beat Everton, beat Bournemouth, beat Fulham, beat Palace, beat Leeds, back to back to back to back. Some of those were really late goals, late winners The Bournemouth stuff. one was like 97th minute, wasn't it? Yeah. But since then, drew with Liverpool... Drew with West Ham. These are just in a row. Drew with Liverpool. Drew with West Ham. Drew with Southampton. Those three games are what cost them, by the way, not the Etihad. Then they lost 4-1 at the Etihad, cementing it, but it was already done. Then they beat Chelsea, beat Newcastle, and then just got battered by Brighton. Like, those last one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games are Nine points out of seven. Nine points out of possible 21. Yeah, and, and, and this thing like... Oh, we didn't want, we didn't expect to win the league anyway, so no one's allowed to criticise us. Yeah, we are because I wanted you to win the league, I so did. I'm allowed to criticise. I went if it was a choice between Arsenal and City, I'll have Arsenal all day long. Yeah, I, I mean, don't care about a few numpties on Twitter. Yeah, I've got to go out my door and see City fans reveling in a three in a row. Yeah, exactly. And possibly a treble. And earlier in the season, I was the other way. I was just on the side I of City, were, but bro. this that was before. City now look like they could win a treble. I didn't, you know, the way things it. were panning Listen, out. I get it for especially for younger fans than yeah. myself. But for me, it was always about I don't want City to win the league, and I'd take anyone other than the Scousers over him. Yeah. So Arsenal win the league. I couldn't care less about that in the context of them or City. But they've, they've thrown it away in the half. And I think yeah, we yeah. spoke about it months ago. I'd set his antics on the touchline. I thought that wasn't a good example to set. It looked like he was just losing the plot. The overhyping the players. You know, one minute Saliba's the greatest defender in the world. You know, how's how's how, how can uh, anyone think Varane's better than him and all this nonsense? Mm. Then he's he's not. He's he, he's bang average or whatever. Martinelli's great. Then he's not, and he should be dropped for Trossard. Thomas Partey's the best central midfielder in the on in the, 
in the world I was hearing from some of them. Yeah. And then he's faxing it in and getting bullied at the Etihad or whatever, and it's like, oh, he shouldn't even be starting. Um, it's like, what are you on about? We'll talk a bit about Keown and Neville and some of the stuff going on on social media as well, but just on that, on the players, so this season they've had one, two, three, four players score 10 goals or more. This and I is think, good, I'm not knocking that, it's impressive. It is impressive, but I don't think, I don't think they're going to repeat this. I I think this this is their best chance at winning a, a Premier League under Arteta, unless he stays there for a decade, you know. But I think that I don't think Martinelli is is a a bankable fifteen Premier League goals a season. What is it? Almost all of his goals have come in the Premier League this all year. All of them have there. Yeah, all of them. Fifteen yeah. goals, all of them in the Premier League. Saka will improve. I think he's very good. Jesus will consistently be inconsistent because that's what he's always been, and and Odegaard. Maybe you'll get 15 I goals think Odegaard's the one. But, but if I any one of them... Pin my hopes on getting better. I think yeah. his trajectory... I know he was a wonderkind. Yeah. He's mint. Yeah. He's like just different class. But if one or two of them have a bad season, they fucked it. Because they haven't got a 30 goal a season player. Know. Like United haven't. No, yeah. but, but City have. Yeah. And, and, and Liverpool have. And I know United, uh, this season we have got Rashford who's 29 goals, which is basically 30 <coughs> goals. But Excuse me. you wouldn't say he's going to do that every season. No, not but so. But I don't think Arsenal have got a player that can get 25 goals, let alone 45 I, I, goals. As well, you name me an Arsenal midfielder who's been world-class and stayed at Arsenal for his entire career in the Premier League era. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Well, I mean, not not just have they not stayed there for their entire career. None of them have even stayed there through their prime. Peak, yeah. You look at Petit, he yeah. got off. Vieira, he got off. Nazri, he got off. Fabregas, Fabregas who was the captain, yeah. he got off when he wanted to go Barcelona to win things. Yeah. And you can even extend it to past, you know, not just midfielders. Henri eventually wanted to go win the Champions League. He went to go to Barcelona to do it. Yeah. They couldn't even keep over the likes of Bakary Sanya and Adebayor. No. And, you know, Van Persie yeah. came to United to win the title and did and got a guard of honour at the Emirates. Like, I would be shocked if Martin Odegaard spent the rest of the decade at Arsenal. Yeah, me too. Genuinely. Yeah. Like, I just... It, he would be the first one they've had in the Premier League era who's completely world-class and spent the prime of his career at Arsenal. Yeah. I know they've had him previously. They've had players like Tony Adams, whatever, who've been there, you know, throughout... Division one and the Premier League, but he would be the first one, I think. And also, he's not a gooner. He wasn't, you know, born in North London and diehard Arsenal fan. No. He's, he's probably going to want to go and go somewhere else eventually, especially if Arsenal aren't challenging. So we've, I'd be surprised if they kept hold of him. We've got Martin in the comments, who's I believe is an Arsenal fan. He's got a picture of Odegaard as his um, avatar. Is it um, Odegaard? Is it Martin Odegaard himself? Is he saying? Is it? We got a scoop here. He's saying actually, you're wrong. He, I'm going to stay forever. He said, how do you lose to a City team with 94 points uh, and a 40-goal striker? I understand. We know City are very good. It's mm. not a shameful thing to lose to them. Not is it but the thing that is not shameful necessarily, but bottling it, is your last seven games. What are they on points-wise now, You could have lost Joe? to City and still been ahead what, of them. What are they on? Are they on They're 81 on points? 81. 
Which right. is very good. But, like, Jose got that. Uh, he got 81, he did. So, well, I know they've got two games left, so they could finish which, on And at the minute, they're averaging about 0. 0.8 points per game. So, so they they'll could, probably they finish on 83. Finish. Yeah, but if you finish on 83 points, on the position you were in, yeah. you've, got to, you've got to hold your hands up and say, you know what, we threw it away. Yeah. Right? You did. Like, yeah. and, and I get the argument that Martin's making. I understand that. Because I just feel that... And I'm disappointed. I would have loved City yeah. not to win the league this season. I would have. And that would have been a free hit Arsenal winning it. Yeah. Because you think you can say that on the chin. Because it's like, you know, City might not have won it and Liverpool won it and that would have been worse. So I am disappointed, obviously not disappointed in Arsenal fans. And I'd much rather United win it, but we were never in it. But I just, I do, I might be wrong, but I feel like this was, I, I agree with you, I think this was our chance. Like I think how a lot of players have... 26, uh, sorry, sorry, go on. No, no, I was just going to say a lot of players, for me, like Thomas Party had a real purple patch. Mm-hmm. Is he as good as people say and he's got other issues going on that may end up scuppering his future mm-hmm. um, and if nothing else regardless of the outcome of anything like that those things can affect and distract even if it's not like a he can't play anymore. well he had a stinking little yeah. period during that didn't he it was, it was against West Ham and against City he was terrible Yeah. Um, you don't know what's going to happen there like you say Jesus is just inconsistent Zinchenko seems to fall off a cliff at about the he hour mark subbed off every hour that's what you were saying I mean, they have got a good young squad. They have got young players, Saka, Martinelli, Odegaard. I think a few of the defenders as well are, as well are quite young. Mm. You know, they've got a few youngsters coming through. So there's no reason, like, there, there is a good chance that some of these may progress and, and play. Yeah. But you've got to remember as well, the, the sort of the thing that everyone kind of ignores is that City aren't going to get any worse, unfortunately. No. City will probably, next season, get more points than this season. Because mm. they've had a few games this season, like Spurs away, Brentford at home, where they didn't really turn up. Yeah. And that's a rarity for them. Yeah. So there's every chance City start dropping 98, 99 points again next season. Yeah. Um, and, and also, the, other, the problem well, with Whatever Arsenal, they're on now, I don't know if they're going to get that this season. I don't think it's quite that high. They've, they've scored a lot of goals, but again, like I said, all of their top players have had, I think except um, Jesus, had record goal-scoring seasons. Odegaard, Saka, Martinelli, all of them, like maybe they will keep improving, keep peaking. But if, if one of them has a bad year, they're struggling. And also they've conceded more goals than United. They've conceded more goals than Chelsea. Like that you is You don't issue. win a title with a defence that's leaky. No, you, you don't, don't win a title with a defence that's worse than 11th place. Nah, Newcastle tries to do it under Keegan. Like blow teams away for 4-3 and 3-2 and all that stuff. It doesn't work, you come and stop. And it did. Do you remember yeah. the game at Anfield where I think they lost 4-3? That infamous game where Keegan drops his head. Yeah. Like you do, you need to get the one nils. You grind out the one nils and the two nils. That's how you do it. That's how you can get. Yes, you can have the team, the, the games where you batter teams. Mm. But when you win titles, and I've seen my team win 13 titles, so I've got some experience of watching it. We've done it when we've gone away at Charlton and got that one nil, or gone away at Bolton and it's been a horrible game and you've ended up with a, a one nil win. Mm. Those are the games that help you get over the line. And City have done it in the past. Yeah. City will have that gritty 1-0 win where they didn't really hit top gear but they got the win. Yeah. That's how you can win titles and leaking goals constantly. You can't just rely on your strikers or your attackers to get you out of jail all the time. Yeah. We'll move on from just the idea of Arsenal bottling it or not to talk about this debate that's going on about who's had the worst season, who's had the better season. Now, a lot of people are focusing on Gary Neville. Gary Neville sort of predicted that Arsenal were going to Falter in the title race. I think a lot of us did, and they did. Um, he got a lot of stick for that, though. He did. To be fair. He did. I mean, he kind of riles them up, though, doesn't he? Neville. Yeah. He riles up a lot of fans, and I think Arsenal fans have always got a bit of a bee in a bonnet with him. 
remember when he, he did the thing with Arsenal Fan TV and mm. there's a few other things as well. Um, but yeah, Martin Keown's called him out and, and no, I think Martin Keown's actually focused on Martin Tyler saying Martin Tyler shouldn't be commentating on Arsenal anymore because he's so biased, which I don't really see it myself. I'm not Martin Tyler's biggest fan, um, but I don't really think that's a, a thing. But there's this kind of um, debate going on about whether Arsenal have had a better season than Manchester United and whether it all ha- hangs on this FA Cup final, whether United, if United win the FA Cup, then yeah, but if not, then no. And I'll be honest with you, I don't really see it like that. I think that if United end up with Champions League football and a trophy, that's better than just Champions League football for me. Mm. And I don't feel that we've thrown anything away. If we lose the FA Cup final, I won't say we threw that away. I mean, obviously, we know we might be 5 0 up with five minutes to go and lose, then, that, then we have. But going into that game, we're mm. definitely second favourites. There's a reason City is so <laughs> far ahead of us in the table, unfortunately. Yeah. So it's not a game where you go, well, United should be winning that. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. We've already won a trophy and we've, you know, looking like we're good for Champions League football. And that's... that's a good season. If you look at the season as well, the way it's panned out, we started yeah. off terribly, lost two straight games to give everyone an head start, including a 4 0 loss away at Brentford, yeah. and then rallied. And it's only, I think, from a few, barring a few injuries and maybe a bit more investment in January, that we could have actually got going for a title challenge, but we never really did. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not going to look at this season as one of disappointment. I think it's been good. And I yeah. think going into it, it was what I was hoping for a trophy in top four. Because mm. I don't think any of us, any of us thought this team with this new manager in his first season of the Premier League with City by an island as well we're going to win the league I don't think anyone thought that no I, you know, I didn't see anyone who did anyway I, I honestly think it's a unique position where both team both team sets of fans so us as United fans us as United fans and Arsenal fans are within their rights to say they've had a better season than the okay. other one. Unless we win the FA Cup. If we win, if we win the FA Cup, we've definitely had a better but season. Especially winning it against Undeniably, City. Undeniably, right, yeah. that's Stopping them winning the treble, winning the the second biggest domestic cup, uh, d- domestic trophy. Um, United have definitely had a better season then. Even, than them. Even if we win, even if we lose the FA Cup final, it's right in the balance in it because if we're honest with ourselves, the League Cup is the least... Um, acclaimed cup you can win but it's a trophy which is better than not winning a trophy however Arsenal fans have had 33 games of being in a title race which is a good omen for next season if you are an Arsenal fan you're looking at the positives thinking we're not far off this City team well whilst we're looking at it thinking this is probably the best it's going to get for him which it probably is you can see how you would be optimistic as an Arsenal fan whereas United are unfortunately 19 points behind Manchester City which is a big gap to close, regardless of a transfer window. Um, I think United have had will have had a better season, but in in fairness to Arsenal fans, which I don't say very often, I think saying thirty four games or so of a title challenge is pretty good going in it, and it is a, a huge improvement over the where, where they were last season. But nothing quite for me beats silverware. No, there is, I, they I don't agree. have a single day where. 
the, the, a culmination of effort, a culmination of hard work, a culmination of, of good performances was rewarded with a, a day completely lacking any doubt, any problems, any what about next week. On the day of the Carabao Cup final, there was no more like, oh, well, we've still got to worry about that. It was like, just enjoy it. Absolute fun. Any, anything with the title races, no matter how big a result you have, no matter beating United at, at the Etihad, for instance, uh, at the Emirates, which is one of their biggest results this season, they can enjoy it, but you can't really celebrate it. What do you think you've there got is next week just on that about. front, though? Do you think there was a little bit of premature celebrations from Arsenal? Because they seem to have this thing like pictures in the dressing room and you yeah. know players celebrating. Like, and I get celebrating a win. There's nothing wrong with that. You should always celebrate your wins. But almost like they felt like the job was done, or they'd done done it, or you know, like some of the pictures. I don't remember United doing that when we were winning titles. I don't remember us posing for those pictures and doing stuff like that halfway through the season. I think Fergie would have started snapping jaws if that had mm. happened. I think, you know, there was almost an element like they were, they felt like they were already there when they weren't. And I think that might have undone them a little bit. Yeah. I just think it's... It felt like there was a lot of like, I still think there's mentality issues there. Mm. I think Arteta was exploding every single week. Mm. Like, I understand you want passion, you want the players to go out there with, but you can't maintain like 100% levels of, of passion every week for 38 weeks no. like eventually you start to crumble and fall apart a little bit and which is what we've seen you can't just oh i'm gonna just if we just go out and want it more than them well, we, well no we need more than that and eventually it felt like that was all they were relying on was we're top of the league you know we'll, we'll sort of emotion our way to winning it and you can't especially no, when I, City, think, I think the southampton game yeah sh showed that because that was probably where emotions got the better of him you saw they went two 0 down they had that little huddle in the pitch, we think Zinchenko called it, which was ironic because then he was responsible for the next goal they conceded. And then at the end, it was like they just, they'd stopped sort of playing and had just become almost unhinged. Yeah. Like Jesus throwing himself on the floor, Thomas Partey shooting from 25 yards out. And you think if you just actually get back to what you were doing five minutes ago, you can get back in this game and they just sort of lost it a little bit, lost... The, the sort of focus, I think, is the right term. And I think that ended up costing them. Because I think had they got, that was probably the last, last chance they had of still being in it. Because had they got that win against Southampton, the yeah. last minute, another last minute win, maybe that just translates to a bit of belief and a little bit of like, we can do this. Yeah. But then to, to end on a draw and then go, I think then they went to the Etihad and got turned over. Just talking about that, I've sent Callum a picture that I want to put up. Um, one thing that, made me realise that this wasn't going to work out is like you said there is Zinchenko calling the you've got, you've the got a thumbs up here uh, Zinchenko calling the huddle I'll, call, I'll, I'll in a second I'll give you the thumbs up I want to put on Zinchenko's the one calling the huddle they've got Jesus from City two, two sort of winners two mentality monsters is this term which is just such a mental as, thing as to say coined um, and, and these two are their biggest in dressing room we've done it we've seen it all before and when they went back to the Etihad and played, Ars and played Arsenal, Zinchenko was literally ripped the piss out of by the entire City team after the full-time whistle. One. If we can get this up. Oh, this, yeah, this is the this, first one, isn't it? This, this is the first game, this. Yeah. Oh, this, yeah. they were going up to him, they were pulling his ears, they well, were like hugging him, squeezing. Do you know like you do, like bullies do yeah. to the weak kid well, in school? Did you see what he did? Because he kicks off with them. He kicks off with them. Yeah. I think he kicks off with, it might have even been Grealish. And he wasn't messing about, he was fuming. Yeah. And then Kyle Walker came over and like just like, 
picked him up and threw him. Yeah. And then picked him up again and threw him. Then you had like, I can't, I think it was Ruben Diaz or whatever it is, sort of grabbing him by his ears. Yeah. It was like... Like rubbing his head like yeah. it's someone's little brother and yeah. we take the piss out of him. And he's meant to be the mentality monster that's going to win Arsenal the league. City are fucking taking the piss. You realise watching that, that he was the fucking, the one in the dressing room that they all would have taken the piss yeah, out of. Yeah, it was bad. And I, I was speaking to some City fans because unfortunately there are a lot of City fans in my personal life. Um... <laughs> But they were saying, maybe if you're not a City fan, you don't know this. He always gets knackered. He has to come off or is shit in the second half of games all the time. And we saw it against Liverpool. Yeah, he he just got absolutely there. rinsed. Like, that can't be your biggest big man in the dressing room. Zinchenko, who's being little fucking getting nuggied and all that, yeah. getting his head flushed down the yeah. toilet by the City players after the game. That is embarrassing. And like, also, unfortunately, I'll tell you what that else is, is big things to fly as well. Because that was the earlier game on it. Yeah. That was in the cup in the, in the Etihad. I remember watching that. Um, but there was the one, the more recent game in the Etihad, where Ben White at the final whistle, for reasons that only Ben White knows and maybe Phil Foden, goes over to Phil Foden and kicks off with him. Yeah. Like, you've just lost... And then he runs over to him and kicks off with him. And then he gets sort of thrown away as well. It's like, behave yourself, you nana. And you're like, what are you doing? And again... This sort of faux hard man image is yeah. just pathetic. It's not good. Like, and also, it doesn't help you. If we're honest, the closest team that Arsenal were trying to emulate this season was Leicester. They weren't a Liverpool or a City no. who are 100 points and they look like they can do it week in, week out with world class. Like, unfortunately, as much as it pains me to say it, Salah has been world class for five years in a row. Yeah. And he started it by scoring 40 goals in a season and what was it, 30 in the Premier League. Yeah. They haven't got anyone even remote. They haven't got anyone that's done... Well, half of that is the closest they've got. Yeah. Don't I mean 15 in the league is the best they've got, which is obviously good, but you are doing a Leicester here. You're not the next big thing. And maybe they'll, they'll have a good season next year, but what I mean is you, they're not like ready. If no. they're going to win this league, they have to do it by luck, by being an underdog and by being almost sort of humble and giddy well, rather you, than you being know, like, nah, here we you, are. You make a good man. point. Five people off the full-time whistle. What are you playing at then? Yeah, That's not them. No, and, and you make a good point. Danny Simpson, who won the title last, sat in that seat you're in on the brew. And we asked him, me and Steve said, you know, when did you start talking about the title race that season? And he said, I think, it, funnily enough, it was when they won at the Etihad. Yeah. And he said, Jamie Vardy said, we could do this. Yeah. That was late in the season. That was like, I think that might have been around March, April. Arsenal were talking about winning the title in like January. Yeah. Like they were literally come back from the World Cup and it was like all these tweets and these, you know, celebrations and it was like, you know, like we can do this. We're, we're on for it. Now, yes, you've got to have confidence, but if you're talking about title races when you've not won a title since 2004 and you're talking about in January when we've just had a month off for the World Cup, you're fucking yeah. deluded. Yeah. Um, a few super chats. PJ says settings no be it. Season, I guess he has been corrected from. Season's not over yet. If we win the FA Cup and West Ham win the Europa Conference League, we've both had a better season than Arsenal. Interesting. Um, Dolphan345 says, Arsenal fans are trying to change the argument when saying they've had a better season. Arsenal are the better team, but United have had the better season. Um, Abinav Verma says, if there are City fans in your personal life, Joe, why aren't they at the Etihad? You're hallucinating. Maybe they are. Uh, MUFC Realist says, Big up, lads. What's your take on the potential mic'd up refs next season? Um, I think it's going to be fucking hilarious. I think When we realise that every single Premier League ref is thick as fuck. Yeah. And they really have got away with, because they're in a uniform 
and they look sort of vaguely kind of military-ish with yeah. their like everything's nice in the book and Did the arm see, and the talking, bicep and all I know that. We've, we've I think they're going to be shit. heavy on Arsenal this episode, forgive us. But did you see the Arsenal game against Brighton? No. Was it Andy Madley? Was I the used to watch it. Bobby Madley. Oh, there's two, isn't there? Yeah, I'm sure it was Andy. Truly Madley Deeply. Exactly. Thank you. <laughs> Very underrated film, that. Thank uh, you. God rest Alan Rittman. Um, he, uh, it's also a song by Savage Garden. Carry on. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's a banger, that. Yeah. How's it go? We can't play <laughs> it. Go and sing it. From the highest mountain, yeah, yeah, yeah. I wanna be with you by the ocean. Come on, carry on. I want that. Yeah. We're gonna get copyright. Yeah, we get copyright infringed for my awful karaoke. It's nice, um, thank you. Yeah, he um, right. Martin Ellie jumps into someone from Brian whose name escapes me. Right, leaves with his arm. Jumps into someone from Brian. Yeah, it wasn't Danny Welbeck, so I don't care. Yeah, it's a yower, really. Mm. He don't give. Manly don't give anything. Right. So Moises Casado thinks, right, I'm gonna deal with this myself. Blatantly. A minute later, does a does a what I would term as a sort of Arawamba trademark tackle where you lead with your left foot. Yeah. Round the back but doesn't get the tackle off, just, just goes through him. But Madley now's thinking, well I didn't book Martinelli, so I can't book Casado. Martinelli's uh, so he doesn't book him. Martinelli's hobbling, but Brighton aren't finished with him. Someone else does something to him and then he goes off injured. Mm. And that upsets Arsenal and they lose it like but you think I'm not making excuses for Arsenal, but that all came from him not doing his job. That's yeah. what happened. He lost control of the game early doors, players started doing it themselves, and it sort of went down a, a road it didn't need to go down. This is completely unrelated, go but on. you've reminded me of it. Have you ever seen, it's a video that does the rounds every so often, like TikTok or like, some, usually an, a, a, a YouTube short with some of the worst music of all time over yeah. the top of it. But do you remember Emre, the, the, the Turkish footballer? Uh, it's sort of like turn of the tens. What yeah. does that mean? About a decade ago. Yeah. He, uh, he racially abused someone in a game. Right. And then the next game, the next time they played each other, so he, he was given a two game ban, um, which is obviously awful and ridiculous. For, it was literally right in front Jesus of the referee as well. Christ. So the next time the two teams played each other, the entire opposition kicked the living <laughs> fuck out of him. And there is a montage of all the fouls, which culminates in Didier Zakora just kicking him in the bollocks <laughs> harder than you've ever seen anyone kick anything. It is one of the most chef's kiss beautiful videos in history. If anyone wants to watch it, just Google Didier Zakora literally kicking racism out of football and you will find this montage. And it's nothing to do with that sort of like revenge on the yeah. pitch thing. They take matters into their own hands. And in, in this case, they take matters right into Emre's bollocks. And it is fantastic. It's, and I like to watch I it every so often and just have a smile to myself. I love that. Yeah, but it's like Casemiro for Real Madrid, isn't it? Or Milner. Yeah. Have you seen that one? The, yeah. the, the, when the, uh, Real Madrid play in Liverpool. And he just, he thinks, right, I can't remember who it is. He gets fouled by Milner. Don't get a free kick. Don't get a yellow card. So Casemiro literally, you know, just goes through Milner. Sends him absolutely flying. Yeah, it's brilliant. It's, you know, if you can't referee a game, you leave it to the players. That's what's going to happen. So, going back to the original point, it'd be interesting to hear. What, what, <laughs> Just give back to the original point. I completely derailed it. No, no, it's all good. It'll be interesting to see what happens or hear what happens with the, the mic'd up refs. Yeah. Because I've always been a bit curious how they talk to each other and, and how that is. Yeah. Because you can sort of lip read the players a lot. Do, do you know what, though? Sometimes I do think that, uh, obviously, before saying they were all thick and all that, that's probably not true. I do think it will be interesting, and 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 I think there's a, there actually is a chance that the fact that they are 
more present, more like seen, more, you know, they're actually, we're hearing what they're actually saying. I think that could genuinely get, bring the best out of them. I think they'll have to follow every, everything to the letter, but I do think that you're going to get more, okay, that makes sense. Or like the refs having to be exactly right as often I, as I they think possibly there's a, there's, can. There is an it's element of like, that nah, because sure. I think I've seen it on when I've lip read certain refs where they'll say things like the player will be like ref and he'll go I didn't see it yeah I didn't see that yeah like if you don't see it you like you know if the player's in your way because you can't be omnipresent everywhere and see yeah. everything I get that that's a fair comment yeah like that can happen I know you meant to see but it's not always possible no so that that maybe that will add a bit of sort even of a little bit adding a human element to it yeah because at the minute be. they're seen as these like mistake making robots aren't they was yeah. like, well, we got you in to be perfect and you're not I think, it, I, i'm just looking forward to if the mics are near players close yeah. to players hearing the players well, I, I, well that's I, I another point that. that's another point yeah. i think we're going to start seeing a lot more yellow and red cards for players abusing refs because in the past you see it all the time. What the f are you on about, you stupid? Uh, do you remember D? Marcus at Brian the other week? Me and you were laughing because the camera went to him. He sat on. He's been fouled again by I think it's Casado yeah. again. Yeah, on the touchline. And he went. You take. He turned to the ref. He went. Are you taking the fucking piss? Yeah. <laughs> but I think now, five times he's done that to me. And and in the past, refs could go. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry about all that. Right, come on. Come Whereas on. Get now, on with it. They know there is audio footage of them being abused. Yeah. They can't really stand up. I for don't it, know can though. They? Can you? You'd have to red count everyone. Everyone swears at the refs. Getting red carded then. I'm like, come on. They all do it. Not just United, like every team has players that are shouting at the ref. You see it. Yeah. You see it. I think there's a there's a there's you can get away with swearing at the ref. I think if you insult them. Yeah. If you say like you're a or yeah. if you, you say question what their the integrity that? or That's something right. like there's a way of there's a, yeah. a line where it becomes dissent. I'm not sure what it is. But there's a there's a way of sort of wording it where if you say something it doesn't even have to be that offensive, but if you say it, say it in a certain way, mm. you can get a red card. Mm. So it'd be interesting to see what happens with that. I can't wait for um, Mike Dean to announce that he's coming back out of retirement, by the way, because he's been desperate for this for years, hasn't he? Any way Mike that he Dean can sort of shine of on, the, on the big stage. I mean, um, we can't say it. We're literally sat here doing a podcast, but Mike yeah, but Dean we would love to be Mike to do that. I don't, you know, you're not better going to the referee and to be the star of the show. Yeah. It's not better to be the, the Mike Dean episode. What was it? Uh, not Andre Mariner. What's he called? Mark Clattenburg, where he he where's he refing now? It's not it's not in Europe, oh, is it? Is it, it? D wing in strange ways. He was shocking him. But he basically did interviews and stuff where he's, he's Jordy, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. Where he, he kind of said like, sometimes you just even it up. Sometimes yeah. you just. Well, guess. didn't he say that he didn't? I got a bit scared, so I gave a bit. Yeah, he said, time. "What was the game that he got?" I think there was one where. Danny Simpson got in trouble, didn't he? Didn't Danny Simpson was it talking about Danny Simpson? Didn't mm. someone I can't remember if Danny Simpson on what game in trouble? Someone said that Clattenburg had said something to them about not um what's this? This is just this is like an eye test there. The producer Egypt. <laughs> He's met Clattenburg's met referee in Egypt. Someone said that he told them he deliberately not made a decision or he'd not given a card when he should have done. For whatever reason, I can't remember the reason he'd given, like not to affect the title race or something. And it was like what really? Because mm. yeah, I think I think it might have been when Spurs played Chelsea, and he should have sent players off, and he didn't because it was the title decider. If Spurs lost that game, then Leicester won the league, and he didn't he didn't want to do that um, because he didn't want that to become the story, which is wrong. You might have just referee the game as you see fit. Um, sorry, I've just googled that, um, and there's a headline in the mirror from 
couple of months ago, saying ex-Premier League referee Mark Clattenburg forced to flee Egypt after a series of attacks. Who is he? The ancient Sumerians. Nice. What do you mean forced? Ancient Sumerians. For you don't get that on every other football podcast. Forced to flee Egypt after a series of attacks like he's Moses or something. What the fuck? That's horrendous. Forced to flee Egypt. That's the most that's, Old Testament headline I've read in about fucking... That's going to be my tweet later. I'm going to have a picture of Moses, a picture of Matt Clattenburg. And what? in the middle, it's going to say fleeing Egypt. Forced to flee Shake, Egypt. Forced to flee Egypt with a handshake. Shake. Do you know what I mean? Like, what is that? that is How is that a thing? Do you know what I mean? He's like President NASA. Um, we'll get into other things because we've got a few before we wrap up. Um, Potts to Chelsea, happy? Um, yeah, I think they're going to be back in... He's another manager who I think struggles with big names and big talents and has never really... Like, I think Potts is a 7 out of 10 manager, man. Yeah. I think he's good, not great. Yeah. I think you can't, you can't you know, ignore what he did at Spurs. I think they finished second and third and fourth under him. Yeah. Obviously got to the Champions League final didn't win out an mm. element of not getting over the line in certain big games when they should have done. But I I think they just they need a, probably need a bit of that. They probably need a bit of an even keel. Yeah. And I think he could get them top four. If, he get, yeah, if they finish fourth next season, that'll be job done. Because yes. he's just got to get back to a bit of normality. Because at the minute, they are how not to run a football club. Horrendous. So if he comes in, stabilises them, gets some Champions League football, and also in the summer... They've got to sort the, the the Reds out because they've got is it forty seven players whatever it is on the books. They just like they've got just too many. A thousand like players in corridors and all that. It's just like ridiculous yeah. when they're having team meetings. So they, he he needs to sort that out. Maybe you know they can. But I don't look at that and worry about Chelsea. Even though I've just said they can finish top four and you can argue well we're going for that space. I don't think oh they're going to be a real force yeah. next season. I think they depending on what season United have in the next two years. I think they could cost us a top four spot, but I don't think they could cost us the league, if you know what I mean. That makes sense. Like, maybe they could beat us and it would make the difference, but I I think, I don't think that, I I see them, like you said, challenging for top four, but not challenging for the title. I think United are kicking on next season. I do. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Bro, I think people forget how hard it is in your first season when you're dealing with a mess you've inherited. Yeah. Especially. It was a mess. It was. There's no top to bottom. Like, and you won Shining Star, your top scorer. I didn't want to be here. And he left. Like, think of the... And think, he had to leave before anyone yeah. goes, well, he sold him. No, he had to leave. No. He made that clear. Think of the things that he's had to deal with this season, Ten Hag. Just, for most people, just the club being sold, generally, would be enough to derail a season, or could be, as we saw with Chelsea last year. And, and, and this year. Like, you know, that, that whole process is unsettling to say the least that's the least of his worries so far he's mo- the, our most famous highest most high profile player who was the only player or one of three players ever and the only one at the club who would won like a, a Ballon d'Or won the Champions League with Man United like a huge name Cristiano Ronaldo completely threw his toys out the pram didn't have a single second of pre-season then basically forces a move out halfway through the year leaving well, us with well he did he had that game where he left early oh yeah sorry yeah, yeah. which Le- is even worse leaving us with uh one striker 
We've also got the, the situation with Mason Greenwood, which is complete. I, I can't think of another top team that has had a situation like that hanging over them for as long as he's had. That's a, a unique position to be in. Yeah. You're also so and also for you know he's got nothing to do with it. Him like he hasn't made he didn't make his decision over Mason Greenwood when he arrived. That was already done for him. Yeah. So he had to he inherited that. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Exactly. So it's not he like you can go, well, he should have done this. But he didn't have a choice. He got here and Mason Greenwood was spending a charge and was suspended and rightly so. Yeah. So it's like, right, well, I can't change that now. No. We've got to wait and see what happens. Also, the other biggest name in the in the dressing room, Paul Pogba, has just left. Yeah. So, yes, maybe he wasn't right for Man United, which obviously we're seeing now he wasn't, and we'll talk about him in a second. But he, he's still our most talented player probably last season. He's gone. Cavani has gone, who, again, things went downhill, but he's a goal scorer. Like... This team was embarrassing to end last season. Players like Shaw and Rashford were the worst they've ever been, and he's now got them playing the best they've ever been. Like, there's so much to consider, and we finished, or I think even if we finished fifth, which would be which would be us bottling it, we've still won more games than any other Man United manager I, in their I, first I, season I, I, and I won agree, a trophy. I agree, and I think as a manager, when you come into a club like that which is in such turmoil, you have to make some immediate decisions and sort of stick to them. And he did that. Yeah. I don't think you've got enough time to go, well, I have to wait and see what happens with him and wait and see what happens with him, wait and see what happens with him, wait and see what happens with him. Wait and see. So he came in and he went straight away, tell us, Baye, forget it. Yeah. Fair enough. Yeah. Some would argue, Eric Baye, especially pre-season, you might have kept him around. Yeah. Probably a lot of people out there said, I would have kept him. No, forget that. Speaking of, I would have kept him, yeah. Dean Henderson, uh, James Garner. Yeah, out, out straight yeah. away. De Gea is my number one. Yeah. Maguire and Bruno are my captains. Like, he made those swift decisions yeah. because he, you have to act fast on certain things. You can't have 80 things on the go at once. Like, no. oh, I don't know. We'll leave. We'll wait and see what happens with that. Wait no, you've got to make some quick decisions and then you can sort of do what you need to do. His signings almost to a man have been bang on. Getting the best out of the players you spoke about. Getting Bringing him through the likes of Garnacho and getting the tune out of him. Winning that silverware. Looking good for Champions League football. He's got nearly everything right it's not been perfect some of the way results have been shocking mm -hmm. and he's got to you know hold his hands up there because he has to take responsibility for that but as a work in progress which what he, we are we are 100% moving in the right direction so I think that next season I expect us to be better and more consistent than we've been this season and if we are more consistent then that is a title challenge I'm not saying we're going to win the title I don't think we will but we can be in that mix we can yeah. be in that conversation and that is really what we should be doing next season. I know people go, second season though, Jamie. Yeah. Hey, yes. My my prediction for next season is we'll be we will have eleven players good enough to win the league. Okay. I still think we'll be too thin if and when injuries come. There's only Leicester and even Liverpool have done it without really any injuries. Yeah. They? Like Liverpool just didn't get any injuries. I think we could be capable of yeah. a Leicester and season Leicester or a Liverpool season. Either. And we Ma need, you need, Liverpool's I, I, understand, points, I like, understand that. Yeah. Like, I think if you can keep everyone fit, yeah. then yeah, but it just don't happen, does the, it? No, this year I think if we'd have kept everyone fit, we could have finished second because I think Arsenal are collapsing that badly. Because um, at the minute we'll be 69 points, but we could, we're 12 points behind them. I think we could have got 12 more points this season had injuries saved us. Yeah. Um, but next season, I think. But but sorry, but I don't think we had the quality to win the league, regardless it's, of who stayed fit. It, Whereas next season, I think we might. There's probably you know a good argument, and it's probably going to happen that Martial moves on. Yeah. And Martial is a flawed individual to say the least, in terms of his football. I don't mean off the pitch. I mean just his football. But he scored two Premier League goals in his last four games, whatever it is. 
Wegos doesn't score any. Mm. Like, if Martial stays fit, he's probably worth a few points to you. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, I know he's not everyone's favourite, but that's your main striker, and he's been out for almost the entire season. And because you've not been given any budget, and because Ronaldo's gone, the striker you've had to get on a free, who we all like because of his hard work and everything, can't get you one Premier League goal. No. I mean, can you imagine anyone else in the top four having to deal with that? Because I can't. Also, just as, as, as a side point, do you know when you chat to people who occasionally say, put me in this team and I'd get this, I'd get this amount of goals? Yeah. Vegost is proof that because he's better at football than anyone you've ever played with, anyone I've ever played with, anyone most of the people at home have ever played with, isn't he? He yeah. is a better footballer than... I've not you, played football with anyone who's scoring two goals in a World Cup quarterfinal. Exactly. And yet... Although I, I have shared a pitch with Paul Merson and Chris Waddle, but that's not the same. Not bad. Yeah. And yet, he cannot score a Premier League goal. So if that whole thing of put me up front for Man United, I'd get you six goals. Or people genuinely have this conversation where they're like, honestly, if I'm on this, if I'm doing that, if I'm starting every week, I'd get five goals for United. You would get fuck all. Yeah. You would get nothing. Yeah. And Vegos is proof of that. Yeah. He is so much better than anyone you ever played with. Yeah. And he has got nothing in the Premier League. Yeah. This whole thing of, oh, just start me. I mean, you just get enough chances. To... No, you wouldn't. Because yeah. every centre back just goes ah, bye, and yeah. pushes you out of the way. Yeah. Like, I know it's only a small thing, but it does make people like, you put me up front for City, I'll get you six goals. No, you wouldn't. You get no goals. <laughs> Because you're still playing, even though you're playing with De Bruyne, you're still playing against Varane yeah. or against fucking Van Dijk. Yeah, yeah. Like, you aren't getting a single goal. No. And Vegas is proof of that. You, you've done it, right? Have you ever played, like, either five-a-side or 11-a-side or whatever with a semi-pro or someone who was on, yeah. on the books at City 10 years ago? Yeah. I've got mates who I play five-a-side with who were on the books at, at clubs and never made it, never got into the academy team. Yeah. And they're men. Yeah. They're unreal. They dominate a five-side yeah, game. Yeah, they do. You have to balance it by giving every, you know, the other team five of the best players yeah. against that one because they're so good. Or have you ever played with someone who's like playing, you know, at Kirsten Ashton or somewhere, or yeah. Kirsten Ashton, sorry, or somewhere semi-pro? They're mustard. Yeah. They're not Premier League level. No. You play in the Premier League, you, and you you're put, not getting anything. You put Vegost in that five-a-side team, he mm. does what he wants. Yeah, he's of course the, he does. Even though he's six foot seven and yeah. he can't touch and he can't head, he's got the best touch there. Yeah. He's the best in the air. Yeah, he's got he the has. best dribbling. He's the best passing. He's probably the best goalie there yeah. because they're just on another level. Yeah. Um, nah, that's the, that's, nah, I agree. I agree completely with that. Yeah. And, you know, that's a, a sort of cross that um, Eric Tanag has had to bear. Uh, we'll just move on quickly. So there's a couple of other things that I want to talk about before we get on to Wally of the Week. Um, you're not in a rush, are you? Do you want to do anything? You happy to chill with us a lot? Chatting and that? I'm, yeah? I'm, I'm still living high off my uh, driving theory Can we test? make it out? I didn't know if you wanted to tell everyone, but big, big shout out to Joe Smith here today. Can we get a single on Joe? Don't put your address on there if it's on there, son. Um, Joe Smith has passed his theory test. And also, in fact, pass it here. Pass it here. Let me read this I'm out. Scared now. Is it there? Is it right? I don't think it is. No, it isn't. I can't see anything. Ignore wanna, the uh, hazard. I want. I want to. I want to just. Can we go to my single? I don't know if this will pick it up. Can you see that there? Where my fingers are? Can you see it? Maybe bring it back to its level with your head, so people can. If you can't, I'll read it for you. It says on the multiple choice part, the pass mark is forty-three. Yeah. You scored fifty out of fifty. You absolute geek. Um, before we get too jubilant about what is an absolutely amazing achievement, well done. Thank you very much. Uh, we've just had a bit of... Is this breaking news? Yeah. Um, unfortunately, and we were just about to start talking about this kid, 
Sabitzer ruled out the rest of the season with a knee injury. Shit. That is shit. Because he would have featured for the rest of the season, probably would have featured in some capacity in the cup final as well, and now won't because he's out. And that's going to cast doubts on whether he's going to get a deal, a uh, permanent deal as well because Absolutely, yeah. you're missing the, the very end of the business end of the season. And there's decisions to be made, especially when there was, I had a story in the news this morning that we've been linked again with Adrian Rabio, who yeah. apparently Ericsson Ag really likes. Um, so that talk, is annoying. Yeah, should we talk about that? Because Rabio's um, would be coming on a free. He's 28, so mm. a couple of years younger than the other players we've got. And he's just turned 28 as well, so he's you know, got a few years comfortably left in him. Probably got a five-year yeah. deal left in him. Yeah. Um, Sabitza with a meniscus injury, by the way, and not that it's the same or the pressure is the same. I currently have a meniscus injury and I couldn't play five-a-side football, let alone fucking yeah. top no, flat I get football. That. So you know, you can relate to things when that. you've had that injury yourself, so yeah. it's always worth mentioning. Um, but not that, you know. So that's the that's only reason I'm not playing for Man United, is what I'm saying. But that's we, that's good in that, on. and not just because I think he could have done with a couple of games to really just cement I, that I move. think the jury's out. I'll I be do. honest with you. I don't think it's nailed on. No. He gets a new deal. I think, and I, forgive me, I always get this wrong. It might have been Carl Anko. It might have been someone else who wrote for the Athletic about him. And I think it was Carl Anko. Was it? And there is this element of, has he done enough? Yeah. Because you could argue the case for and against, and like the Arsenal point you're making and whether United or Arsenal had a better season, I think both sides of the argument are almost equal. Mm. I think if you're standing here going, well, Sabitzer's class, look at his touch, look at the way he carries himself, look at the way he's on the ball, he's that type of player you need, I get it. If you're saying... He ain't done enough, though. He hasn't, you know, a couple of goals in the Europa or whatever it was against um, Sevilla. Yeah, great. But there's not been enough games where he's really sort of put a, you know, put his imprint on the game. Yeah. Th there's a case there. Personally, I would keep him. But now I don't know because I don't know if that's going to scupper him. Um, it's a shame. Yeah, it's Because tough. the kids had it tough. Came from Bayern Munich. Wasn't really getting the first team at Bayern Munich. Although he did play about 23 times from this season. Hmm. Come to United. Did quite well. And now that might be the end of his United career. I hope it isn't, but it probably is. Yeah, in my and opinion, probably. I think I think it is actually. Yeah, this is and this is separate to me to my judgment of Sabitzer. I take Rabiot on a yeah. free. I don't know. Is well, me and you spoke about yeah. him, didn't we in the summer when we were linked with him? And you you were sort of saying, was it a bit of a unfair reputation? I think I don't think pitch, it's necessarily or, unfair. Or not on, not off the pitch, but is this reputation of him being a bit of a yeah? Bit I of think a it's at times it's, for one of a better word. Basically, the the general gist of it is that in the past he's been seen as a bit difficult, and his mum's been seen as a bit difficult. But that's, that's been such a that's also been large statement in it. I'm not going to dig at you because I know it's relevant. But his mum's been seen as a bit difficult. Yeah. Have you ever heard anything like it? Like, I no. understand where you're coming from, but like, but we she's, didn't, she's we know not sign this player because his mum's off her head. What? Yeah, she's his agent, and also I think she gets a bit of a I think she gets a bit of unfair stick to be honest. Um, to be honest with you, right? Your mum is your agent. You're asking for trouble. Yeah. Like, if my if United offered me ten grand a week, right, my mum was my agent. She'd think I was worth more. She'd be like, "You're not taking that. You're worth. You're the best player ever. Good What's the matter with yeah. you? I've rejected it. Yeah. Obviously. What? What do you mean? Yeah. It's mental. They're offering me a contract, mum. I'm terrible at football. No, you're not. I've always said to you, I believed in you. You're better than that. What? So yeah. So the, you know, the mums main... love their kids, don't they? Yeah. The, uh, there's a bit of controversy about. He signed professional contract in 2012. She wrote a club a letter to the club, requested a transfer. Um, but like um, agents request transfers for their players sometimes. She's like, only Mino Riola. I know. Shit. I think some right. of it is literally like 
I genuine, I think some of it is is misogynistic. V- vaguely misogynistic. I think that if this was her, his dad or his uncle or his brother or just most you know, dads an do agent, take an involvement in a kid's yeah, careers. The idea of handing a transfer request is hardly, oh my god, she's it, 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 she's a she's a lunatic. This other thing about she was chatting supposedly, which no one knows. There's no footage of it. Chatting to Mbappe's mum, saying your son just had a shit shot. Are you going to tell him off for that? Again, can, can I just it's say, hardly fucking. Can, can I just say, right? Guy Fawkes, is it? Forgive me, this comes across as some sort of, you know, anti French comment here. But if you look at France, their squad, their camp when they go to tournaments. Their sort of track record. It, yeah. Yeah. It is off its head. Yeah. Like, you've got coaches flying home halfway through a tournament, flying back, players picking the team, yeah. players' parents fighting on the touchline. It just goes off in the French squad, and it has done historically, yeah? Like, it's just one of those things. So don't look too much into that, yeah? yeah? Look at what is going on with Paul Pogba. I mean, I know that's an extreme, but there's been issues there where his brother's accused him of putting a, a voodoo hex on, yeah. killing Mbappe and all sorts. There's just all sorts going on. Yeah. So, yeah, I'm not too keen. You have to trust Tenag to a certain degree, and if he fancies the kid... Yeah, get him in. And I think as well, it would be. On he a had free. a good World Cup, Rabbi. Although I don't like buying players off the World Cup, but I he thought did. he was very good. But again, I haven't watched a, a, a hell of a lot of Juventus this season. I know they've had a poor year by their standards, but they finished quite strong. I think they're up to second now. Um, this has supposedly been his best season for Juventus. I think he's he's looked really good this year. Do you know, who we according want? to people who have watched a lot more Italian football than I have, so that's that's promising. Do you know who we need in midfield? We need the Fred that came on at the weekend. Yeah. That Fred that came on <laughs> oh, oh, against Wolves <laughs> yeah. was as good as I've ever seen. It was, he was just amazing. It was immaculate. It was. It he, was he just came on and just said, right, I'm taking over this game. Yeah. And just dominated it yeah. for 10 minutes. And you compare that to the Fred that came on against Tottenham, Spurs, yeah. who was me. <laughs> <laughs> How can it be against Wolves? He come on and he's literally... Canteen twenty seventeen. He was, he was and amazing against Tottenham. He was Stephen Allen. He literally right changed the entire momentum of that game when yeah. he came on because it was like Wolves gave up because he just kept getting on the ball, getting himself out of trouble when players were around him, creating chances and just stifling their attacks. He was unreal. Yeah. And I was like, who's this guy? If he played like that every week, he'd, he'd be starting for Manchester United and he'd be Brazil's best player. Yeah. It was just unreal. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I'll have Rabio if, if the manager fancies him. Fancy him. So quickly, because I know we're, we're pressed for time. Paul Pogba. Yes. We're just going to talk about him because he spent a long time at United. I know people mm-hmm. get fed up. Oh, Jim Pogba, you're such Pogba. He is relevant because he only left us in the summer. He's barely played for Juve. He's just got another injury. Yeah, well, just up from BT Sport, Juventus midfielder Paul Pogba's first competitive start in over a year. So, yeah. the first time he started for Juventus lasted only 24 minutes before he was forced off. Injured against. So his last start Cremonese. was it for us. Yeah, obviously. So yeah. that it's it's a shame. Yeah, it's a shame because you were making this point a few months ago, mm. and I think it's a valid one of how long is he going to carry on? Mm. Like I know he's only thirty, and he obviously looks after himself. He's a very, you know physically in terms. Of, I don't mean injuries, but you know his physique and the fact. I don't think he drinks, and I, I don't think he you know eats. I don't know, I don't know him personally, obviously, but he seems to be quite a. A healthy guy, if not, you know, fitness-wise, in terms of his injuries, isn't great. Yeah. But especially with all the shenanigans that's gone on with his brother and this kidnapping thing, which yeah. is awful. I wouldn't waste that on anyone. I ain't got to be in my bonnet about Pog Pogba anyway. But you wonder, like, is he going to carry on for years and years, or is he going to get to a point where he's going to go, "I'm done with this"? I don't see him. Pl- maybe Italy's slightly different, isn't it? Because you do have that 
longevity factor of mm. you know Jeko and Higuain and I, I mean I don't want these sorts of players who like and I think it'd be a shame I don't see him playing at the top level in but two you, years you wonder his mentality like because you keep getting yeah. injured you've had all this drama are you going to get fed up yeah. so we'll see uh, just before I wrap up Wally of the Week with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hmm. I, I'm going to go Brighton again. I'm sick Brighton of them. and Wally of the Week. I'm sick of them. This is interesting. Well, I hate that they. Well, I, I I don't like that they turn up against us, then get battered by Everton, mm. then turn up against Arsenal. Like you just turn up in the big games. You can fuck off with that. I'm sick of everything that they do. People just get on their knees for because it's Brighton and aren't they dead cool? Like they used to do with Napoli. Like they used to do with Dortmund. Like they used to do with Southampton ten years ago when Potts was there. Do you remember they could do no wrong and everyone they signed was incredible. I'm sick of it. I hate these hipster teams who they're doing incredibly well. I'm not knocking them. Very good manager. Very good players. Recruitment looks great. But like people go in. Oh, they've signed James Milner. What a signing. Someone who's too shit for the shittest Liverpool midfield in a decade. Yeah. And we're going on like, oh, Brighton have done it again. No, they haven't. He's fine. He's, he's a bang average Premier League player. And, I, and it annoyed me that they beat us. And then immediately, because they put all the effort into beating United, completely collapsed against Everton, who at that point couldn't, hadn't won a game in like eight games. <laughs> it wasn't like Sean Dyche bounce. They were on an awful run of form and then destroyed Brighton. Yeah. And I'm just sick of like everything they do being absolutely lauded. And they've done really well. And I'm, I'm, I'm proud of them and I get it I like it when a team goes from being a championship team to being a like a, a concrete Premier League team but just everything they do gets so wanked into the ground isn't that, that can't be Brian Adams. anymore everything they do gets it's, wanked into the ground oh god they're just it's, like, it's number one for about 18 weeks I'm, I'm just drained by it I love that there's always a I hipster love, team love in Europe I love the revision at the minute oh, everyone loves Brian Joe hates them I'm all for it I'm here for it who's yours um, I'm going to go right and you know, sometimes I say I take no pleasure in saying this. Yeah. Well, this is the opposite. I do take pleasure in saying this. Mm. And it's Leeds fans. And I'll tell you why, right? One of my biggest bugbears about social media or, you know, online stuff in general. And just to show you I'm not completely biased. I hate when United fans do it. Attacking your own players, threatening your own players, abusing your own players because they've put in a performance you're not happy with. Yeah. Like, it's beyond stupid. If you've done that to your own player, and I don't just mean like, Andy Tate said I tweeted him about that I wasn't abusive when he tweeted yeah. Tom Cleverley or whatever I mean if you've abused or threatened or you know laid into someone or their family because they've put in a performance or missed a penalty that you're not happy about you're a knobhead yeah. there's no two ways about it you just yeah. are and Patrick Bamford missed a penalty for Leeds the other day and he got death threats apparently and his family got abused and this is also the same game where we saw a Leeds fan get on the pitch and go for Eddie Howe so yeah. they're covering themselves in glory and do you know what when Leeds got promoted, I was glad because I missed that rivalry. Mm. It's a good rivalry. They were one of our fiercest sort of enemies, and I'm all for that. We've had some great games against Leeds, but I'm done with him now. Mm. Let him get relegated, and I couldn't be bothered. I won't lose any sleep. We never played him ever again. Yeah, I'm because I just think I'm that's just awful. Like, 
sort your lives out. Yeah. What are you doing that for? No. Like, oh, that player, he's not playing well enough, so I'm going to abuse him and threaten him and abuse his family. That'll sort that out. Do you know what? They deserve to go down and they can do one. Good riddance to bad rubbish. So that's my Wally of the Week. Completely agree. Um, anyway, make sure you are checking out all the other videos. We've got a load of videos up. Um, we've got the reaction from the game against... Um, Wolves. Wolves, thank you. I almost forgot it. Good so, stuff. you know, memorable. Uh, we've also got Uncensored coming up this week. We'll be looking ahead later on in the week towards the Bournemouth game. We've got a big interview yes. as well this week with a top-tier journalist. Don't you worry about that. I'm not sort of overstating that. We really have. Joe, where can people find you? Joe Smith 93 on Instagram and on Twitter as well. On Twitter. Go and check out the Sloppy Joe's podcast as well. Very, very funny podcast. Thank you. You know where to find me as well, so make sure you're hitting like, share and subscribe. That's been Joe Smith. I'm Jay Moy. This has been the Paddock Podcast. Thanks for watching. Sports Social Podcast Network. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.